everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 28th, 2020. Strong hand, buying over crying. Yeah, you can cry about Mike the Sailor buying all those Bitcoin, but you should be buying them. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture, strong hand, buy and hold. This game is not rigged. Yeah, we're in the golden age of the 2020s, baby. Having hype. What? Having hype? Yeah, we'll talk about the having hype. <laughs> the having hypesters were right. All right. Compete, don't complain. Conviction. Be a unique beast. I'm offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends. Do you have questions? You should have questions. You should have. I have answers. So type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat to get my attention for you people watching this live right now. Retweet this uh, tweet that promoted this uh, show and uh, yeah, help spread the word out there. Now, speaking about spreading the word, yesterday's show, Colorado Bitcoin was on. You may have never heard of him before. We talked about Bitcoin mining. He is a unique beast. Mining Bitcoin in the United States of America off of uh, gas, natural gas that's wasted, usually wasted from oil, combining the oil industry and Bitcoin, intertwining them. This is the future. Yet, yet, you 80%er algorithm slaves out there, not you 20%ers, you would rather watch a video just because it's got a picture of me and a hot Asian girl on the thumbnail. Double, double the views. That uh, basically double of views that an informative video. Now, hey, Beyond Bitcoin is a great show also, but I'm just telling you how the algorithm works out there. So check out yesterday's video. You don't have to go pleasure yourself and watch that Sunday's Beyond Bitcoin. OK, you already did that, didn't you? Um, go to Tuesday's show. That's real information you're going to learn. It's spread the word about yesterday's show. Thank you again, Colorado. Uh, Denver Bitcoin for being on the show. It was a unique beast type of show. So don't be a freaking algorithm slave, people. And pound that like button. Now, Andy Hoffman had a very good comment about yesterday's show. Given global economic, political, monetary, and energy trends, it won't be long before previously flared natural gas for Bitcoin mining is more valuable than crude oil it is produced with. That is an interesting observation and a bold observation also, baby. We are entering a digital golden age here. I think uh, I think oil's got some value for some time. Uh, uh, but but I, I like your point, though. I, 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 I like your point. And yeah, yesterday, another day, another 2020 high. Today, no, we went down. Okay, you fiat freaks. But you got to love it when we're getting these uh, another day, another 2020 high or another 18 month higher, whatever it might be. So, but be patient. We're going to talk, be patient for this show. I'm going to talk about all time highs in a second and maybe when you can expect it, you fiat freaks. But the end of this month, uh, Halloween, which is in three days. No, I don't, I don't see us breaking the uh, monthly uh, close all time high. I've said that a few times, but I'll say it again later in the show. All right. Moving on to the next product. Let me see if anyone's got questions over there. Huh. No, no. Why isn't it? Something's weird. Oh, no. I, for some reason, I can only, I have to go to a, Taval actually had a question. And I, I can only see it on one of my pages. YouTube has, again, changed things. It's really fun stuff. 
really fun stuff. But he says 80 percenters won't watch this channel because uh, there there's not 100,000 subs. Uh, the Denver episode was elite, unique information. What well, I think uh, the, the 80 percenters won't you, you simplify things uh, very, very much there. Uh, Tabal, you you give the eighty percenters too much credit. They they won't be fed this by the algorithm. The algorithm won't feed this to them partially uh, because of the, the number of subs. That's something that's fed into the algorithm. We uh, there's a lot of information that's fed fed into the algorithm, and uh, what what it does is it decides what's going to get the most views and who makes up the most viewers out there. Eighty percenters. So what appeals to the masses uh, the most is what the al algorithm decides. Uh, yesterday's show does not appeal to the masses. This channel does not appeal to the masses because it does not have little bells and whistles and, and fancy sets of graphics that just make these people drool and sit there. And they don't, they don't intake any of the information, but they sit there for a while and like, ooh, look. Look, he's a handsome guy, and he's got hot women. Uh, look at the graph, and so it, it boosts the time, and the algorithm likes that. I mean, that's how the whole. We're not going to get into that. Pound that like button. Uh, all right. Hope you all are doing good. I'm doing great, man. Light. It's great to be freaking alive, dudes. That's what I say every darn day. That's what everybody should say every day. This is the golden age. You should be uh, buying up Bitcoin like you were freaking a billionaire, like uh, Michael Saylor. Okay, let's let's get back on track to this J.P. Morgan thing real quick, uh, because everybody always likes to vilify them. J.P. Morgan, uh, yeah, they they they're they're experimenting with their. Uh, if there's a link to CoinDesk, okay, you want to know about their J.P. Morgan coin? Go ahead and click on it. Compete, don't complain. I think it's great they have their own uh, J.P. Morgan coin. You don't have to use it. They're just showing that, uh, hey, they they know that there's uh, there's money to be made in this cryptocurrency world. Uh, JP Morgan is not uh, Bitcoin, obviously, but they can convince uh, plenty of people to play around in their little space. Good luck to them. And, and it, it stresses the point that I say all the time. Any company should be able to make their own coin. OK, a big bank. You don't have to use it. No one's forcing you to use it. Facebook, Twitter. I don't care. This is the world that any it shouldn't just be countries that are allowed to print their own money. Pound that like button. Now, Sailor, Michael Sailor, <laughs> he revealed how much Bitcoin he personally owns. OK, and it's similar to the amount of Bitcoin that MicroStrategy owns. So let's start from the very beginning. Michael Sailor has been a CEO for quite some time. Um, he's a very well. He was a very wealthy man before. Before Bitcoin, I mean, before this year, let's say that. Okay, so is, should we hate him because he's uh, wealthy? Well, in the in the victim world of uh, the clown victim world of today, most people say yes. You should just hate him because he's wealthy. Uh, he then the article is linked to below, the, and I think the rich getter getting richer from Bitcoin is awesome. It shows that anyone can get into this. There no there are no rules saying oh rich people aren't allowed to get richer or in. I mean, you can complain about the distribution. Oh, why was he able to buy 17,732 Bitcoin for an average price of 9,882? Now, and people say that's unfair. Well, wait a second. Well, wait, he could have bought a lot more back when I was buying it in 2013, 14, and 15, 16. He didn't. He's not complaining. He's not complaining that he didn't average in at 600 like some people. <clears throat> and I mean, <laughs> He, he just did it. 
He didn't. He when he when he realized that this was the future, he did it. He didn't cry and make a story up and say, "Oh, it's unfair," and and I, I feel guilty that he's rich and he's getting richer. He spent nine figures on Bitcoin. Okay, and other rich dudes are going to do the same thing. Okay, if he did it, they're going to do it. And I know it used to sound outlandish that these dudes would spend nine figures on buying Bitcoin. It's going to happen. So they're competing. They're not complaining. Now, there are a bunch of people that are going to scream. It's unfair. How did he get so many? He got so many because he spent nine figures on it, okay? You can get as many as you can afford, all right? Or you can cry about it and be a victim like most people are today. So I think it is awesome that the rich got richer. It's increasing the scarcity aspect of Bitcoin that he took that many off the market. It's helping holders who are not billionaires already. It's great. It's fair. It's very, very, very fair. And that is Bitcoin. It is the fairest thing out there. All right. Who Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Bitcoin. Pound that like button. I just pulled that out of my memory. Woo okay. Now, what do we have here? Uh, let me just see, see this. Uh, yeah, let him be an inspiration. And let him be an inspiration to other billionaires. And, and I guess he's close to being a billionaire. I don't know if he's even a, he might not be a billionaire. Uh, other <laughs> high net worth individuals to do the same thing. Welcome to this freaking crazy train. And yeah, no free, he no regrets, no regrets. He's not screaming about, well, why didn't I buy it when Adam Meister was buying it? No, he doesn't. He's not. And other billionaires, they got that same mentality or high net worth individuals. That's how they become became high net worth individuals. They didn't cry and scream about being victims. They just did it like Michael Jordan. Just do it. Pound that like button. Just do that. All right. And uh, also, what do we have here? Let me... Uh, God, these screens are very – so read, read – uh, visit uh, Tuesday's show. I just put that in the chat, and I can <laughs> – it's just so weird. One screen shows one thing. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. I can only see the chat on one of my screens. It's very strange what has occurred here. I don't, don't really get it. But why, why try to figure out – why try to figure out the YouTube? You just roll with the punches, baby, and you keep – you got the conviction. And, yeah, you came – Bitcoin Master freaking uh, retweeted this. He knows what's up. Now – where is my uh, where's my screen with my notes? All right, we got we got all sorts of things. Keep on asking those freaking questions and uh, type in a Bitcoin Meister in super chat. Thank you to Val Dockers again for the uh, the contribution. You're very you're very generous with your Canadian dollars. Uh, oh Canada! Now uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked about Andy Hoffman. Andy Hoffman is in motion. Like him or hate him? Be envious of him or have him be one of your good friends in this space like he is to me and be freaking proud of it, baby. He's a unique beast. Meister's a unique beast. Yeah. And Andy Hoffman is now going to be working for, he's got news, Digital Lending Capital Corp. He's going to be working for. Is crypto's first full service prime brokerage software solution fully online and actively operating in today's exploding digital market? For more information, please go to, and it's linked below, dlcc.co, dlcc.co. Okay, you don't have to go there because you're not an institutional investor, all right? Institutional investors need to follow all these rules. They need someone else to manage the buying and the sorting and the maintenance and the lending that is involved with their Bitcoin acquisitions or their altcoin acquisitions or whatever. So there are going to be companies like this that develop software that make it more efficient. It's a growing space. Compete, don't complain. You don't have to like it that these uh, institutions are coming in and they have to let somebody else hold it for them and that, that they trade and that they lend and that they need someone to manage it all. 
You don't have to be complicated like that. You could be a freaking unique beast, have your freaking trezor, and just have your a bunch of freaking Bitcoin on it and be a freaking millionaire, okay? Or or you can be a no-coiner and complain, why does Andy Hoffman make money and work for uh, solutions uh, providers in this very awesome growing space golden age? It's your choice, but good job, Andy, and good luck to you uh, at, at your new uh, in- endeavor. And uh, and I, I and here, Bitwise has an announcement that's similar to, to Andy's announcement here. Bitwise, we recently crossed the $100 million in uh, funds that they manage. We grateful, uh, we are grateful to financial advisors, hedge funds, family offices, institutions, and individuals who have uh, entrusted us with their capital and uh, partnership. So, yeah, they're managing $100 million of all these entities' money, and they are deciding, hey, we're going to, we're going to, Put some of your money in this altcoin. We're going to think for you. Sure, you could be your, you could manage your own money if you wanted to, but you're not. So we're going to make a lot of money off of you, and we're managing like a hundred million dollars worth of it right now. So you could do that. You could be like that. You, you could be like Bitwise and not, you know, go go to them and say, hey, think for me. Uh, or you can just do what Michael Seller did and say, and just get to the bottom line. He was very efficient. He's like, Bitcoin is the one. I will spend a lot of money on Bitcoin. I will manage my own Bitcoin. Or you can go to Bitwise and uh, say, give them a lot of money and they will put it in all these other altcoins and uh, pretend like they're doing something for you. But hey, this is, and, and Bitwise, does do, they do some good things in the space. They have some, they provide some good information like that. I'm just a dude uh, who says, uh, who's been preaching for quite some time, manage your own Bitcoin. Um, if you're if you're an individual and there's no laws saying that you have to uh have a, a third party do it for you, okay? Uh, and we'll get to custodial type of stuff in a second. Uh, but it's it's a big space. It's a big space because people are so so used to the traditional ways things have been set up for years that other people uh manage your crypto portfolio. I I be like I am like Michael Saylor. My crypto portfolio is what? What is Adam's crypto portfolio? Bitcoin. Bam. All right. Now, is the Bitcoin having priced in yet? Oh, do, do you guys remember that from uh, 20 uh, earlier this year? Uh, oh, it's priced in. It's priced in. You see, this having hype is nonsense. It's not. Look, it's only $7,000. Everybody knows the having's coming. Everybody knows the having's coming. So look, it's only going to be worth $7,000. Oh, woe is me. We're living in such dark days, blah, blah, blah. And then there were people like me having hype, having hype. Get ready for this thing, baby. After the halving, it slowly come. You don't feel fully realize the halving hype until af- afterwards. Well, wait, Adam, how's that true? Everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. Why is why will the price rise afterward? Scarcity, scarcity, scarcity. Pound that like button. Now you're seeing what scarcity, scarcity, scarcity means. One billionaire takes a bunch of it off the market. His company takes a bunch of it off the market. Some other company takes a bunch of it off the market. Not as much as being produced is being mined anymore because of the having. this is what happens, okay? That's why you freaking ha- hype the having beforehand, and you can still hype it right now, okay? And just say, I was freaking right, the price goes up, know what scarcity is, it's pretty freaking simple concept, the having hype is a pretty freaking simple concept, and hey, for those of you who feel like you missed out, we're gonna have another one in 2024, um, and the same thing will happen after 2024, but on a larger scale, so, those watching 2028 are laughing their butts off uh, that they bought it in 2016, like me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, 
I, the, the tweet from Alistair Milne that inspired this uh, little talk was, uh, what, what did he say here? Is the Bitcoin having priced in yet? He just tweeted that out. And uh, that's an ironic allusion to uh, earlier this year. And I love your uh, sense of humor, Alistair Milne, and the uh, irony behind it all. So, yeah. Now, by the way, Stocks were uncorrelated again. We've had some major stock. Uh, uh, no, the, the stock markets have gone down quite a bit, but Bitcoin is a safe haven. Okay, some days Bitcoin will have a bad day when the stock market has a bad day, but generally, um, over the long run, you shall see um, they're they're two different they're two different animals. So, uh, yeah, I, I I believe I linked to a story about that below. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Do check out all the links below. I really did provide a lot today. Uh, the, the great uh, Rocky Palumbo reminds us about all coin flavors of the month. Uh, he talks about Dash. As, as Bitcoin gets closer to having its highly highest monthly close ever, which, by the way, I, don't, I do not think is happening on October 31st, but still, we're getting closer to that. Dash is making a brand new three-year low in terms of Bitcoin uh, because you've got to value your altcoins wealth in Bitcoin, and that's when you learn the lesson that you should have been in Bitcoin all along. Thing, uh, okay, so, yeah, he's pointing out that Dash is – hey, they, they got to ramp up their marketing again, I guess. I don't – I has a, is Amanda there again? Uh, it, it was weird. You, they, they aimed – they said, Amanda said, they were competing with Bitcoin. This is how Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin is, is the reminder there. I don't want to, I don't want Dash to be destroyed. Um, but uh, yeah, over the long run, uh, they, they've reached their three-year low in terms of valuing your wealth in Bitcoin in terms of uh, the, the price of Dash. Oh, well. Uh, but speaking of marketing, <laughs> seems like this Monero dude, uh, he attacked the Trump website. And ask for Monero. I, you know, that's a good way to to get Monero's name out there. It's a really uh, good way to get yourself on all sorts of lists. <laughs> if you attack the president of the United States site and vandalize it, and then like threaten to reveal information that you don't have about him, and unless they give you Monero. But it is new. It's, it's good marketing for Monero. People found out about Monero that would not have uh, found out about it otherwise. Hey, this Friday, 1 p.m. New York time. That's Baltimore time. I should correct myself there. J.W. Weatherman, Surfer Jim, and Kyle Kemper will be on the show to talk about Bitcoin, of course. But all three of those guys, when it comes to the uh, current events, they are hardcore dudes that were never scared of the nonsense that's out there. It's so many people are little girls about it. It's disgraceful. They are manly men in, in Bitcoin. They will be on the show at on 1 p.m. New York time on Friday. And of course, tomorrow, Thursday uh, at 1.30 Los Angeles time, Charlie Lee makes his return to the show. He showed up in the chat the other night and bam, in motion. We hooked it up. You never know who you're going to see in this freaking chat. Well, let me go see who's in the chat. Roman Q said the reason the having is not priced in is the same reason why people didn't buy <laughs> Bitcoin on March 12th, because they were waiting for the price to go lower. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The people who are there always going to be those people who are waiting, waiting, waiting. They're still waiting for it to go back to 900. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good, good, good observation there. Roman Q. Okay. Uh, 
All right, we got it. I, the, the pinned tweet that I have it, or she, I, I have a pinned uh, at the top of the chat for you to watching live. It said, I, I, YouTube has improved the interface so much. They, they've allowed us to pin something at the top. So that keeps actually distracting me when I look over there. Um, hopefully it distracts you when you actually uh, click on it and, and follow the directions. Have you had Charlie Lee on the show previously? Taval! Oh, dude, man, are you smoking a lot of weed or something? That's uh, um, that's not a good question. <laughs> he's, been on, he's been on quite a few times, dude. Uh, and I think he's been on – may- when did you start following this show? The, the last time Charlie was on was when I was in Washington State, when I was in Spokane, in I believe in September or August of 2018. So I, I think you've been around longer than that, haven't you? Maybe you have it. So maybe that isn't a, a – uh, 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 odd as odd. Okay, 2018. Okay, yeah. T- Charlie's been on the show numerous times. Uh, quite the last time was 2018, though. Check out the archives, people. And I, I actually have done. Uh, I did. I've done. No, Tavall, you actually should know because I, I, I've done these highlight shows recently on the backup channel and on this channel, uh, which uh, actually have reconfigured some of those shows. So uh, yeah, it's all right. You can't pay attention to everything, I guess. All right, now, uh, but yeah, it'll be great to have a, a new live version of, of, of Charlie on the show. We've And Charlie's brothers, have, of course, has been on the show once, but, but Charlie and I go back. Charlie is an awesome dude. And uh, yeah, everyone check out, out the backup channel. You'll see some of the uh, remixes of, 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 of Charlie and uh, his brother on there. And also just check out disruptmeister.com for all, everything. You'll see his beautiful face. He's been on This Week in Bitcoin before, back in 2017. Oh, he's a, he's great. He is great. So many people like to scapegoat him. It's, it's so pathetic. <laughs> he is one of the nicest and smartest guys in the space, and people just blame blame their uh, their altcoin idiocy on him. Oh, I bought it, and then he sold it. And the, it was a conspiracy. Oh, Charlie Lee is, is my scapegoat of the day. Ooh. All right, now. No, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. If you get into an altcoin, you play altcoin games. It's your fault that you bought, you valued your wealth in that freaking altcoin. Now, whew, what else? What do we have here? Got all sorts of information. Now, uh, okay, we talked about JW and uh, all right. Uh, half of U.S. investors are interested in Bitcoin, says uh, Grayscale. There's sur- okay. Okay. I mean, we've been hearing numbers like that for a little while now. Grayscale, you keep on doing this research. You want those investors that are interested in Bitcoin to buy your fund. (laughs) And plenty of them happily will, but they won't really own Bitcoin. Just wanted to point that out again. Bitcoin, uh, yesterday, when uh, the price was a little higher for you fiat freaks, it got above that uh, quarter of a trillion dollar market cap. A quarter of the way to a road on the road to uh, the one trillion dollar market cap that we're one day closer to uh, being at. We'll get to that one trillion. You know, be patient. So October thirty first is in three days, and the as I, I don't think uh, Bitcoin will record its uh, highest monthly closing high until December thirty first. That's based on two hundred ten thousand block theory. The uh, by the way, Bitcoin reached – we remember Bitcoin's uh, 2013 all-time high. It was like 1176 or something like that. And 
the next time, when it finally broke that 1176 high, it was, some say January 5th of uh, 2017. Some say February 23rd of 2017. So February 23rd of 2017 is 210,000 blocks uh, away from Christmas of this year. So I'll say this. I'll take a conservative approach uh, when uh, predicting. But some people are predicting uh, earlier than that, we're going to reach the all-time high for Bitcoin in terms of fiat. I say Christmas of this year, I wouldn't be surprised if at Christmas of this year, for all you that celebrate that holiday, uh, that you get a nice little Christmas present and uh, Bitcoin gets its uh, all-time high. But I don't think it's going to happen. What I'm trying to say, it's not gonna I don't think it's going to happen before then. I don't think it's going to happen before then. Uh, and I don't care if it doesn't happen until, you know, January or February of, of 2021. But we're getting closer. We definitely are getting closer. Link to below. And I, I just, I like, you know, I like to, I like 210,000 block there. I, I like uh, making predict, uh, well, letting it guide me in my, uh, you know, when I should expect certain, around when I should expect certain things to happen. And again, right now, Right now that we are definitely emulating what was going on 210,000 blocks ago in terms of the price. It is very similar right now to December of 2016, which was 210,000 blocks ago. It's very similar, very similar. So none of this is a shock to me. All right. There is a great statistics site out there that I did not know about before. And uh, it's got a good... I, I like it for realized uh, capitalization, for market realized cap, and that is BitcoinKPIS.com. It's linked to below. It's something that you should check out. It, and, and of course, the Bitcoin uh, realized market cap is at an all-time high right now. Every day, it's, it's, getting, it's, it's attaining a new all-time high. Recently, it's been doing that. So realized market cap is a much better measure, me measurement of uh, – market capitalization than just the, the pure uh, market cap that uh, coin market cap lists. So there's a bonus for you, for you lightning network uh, people who like to scare people about lightning network. There's an article for you from CoinDesk. lightning network vulnerabilities, not exploited yet. It, you know, if they're going to be vulnerabilities on there, it's still in its testing stage. Okay. It's not a finished project project. One of the beauties of it is that it's a second layer solution. So if something blows up on it, no one's the people like Michael Saylor, the people that hold it as a treasury asset there. It doesn't matter if a lightning network totally explodes because the base layer of Bitcoin is still exactly like it is. It's not like when Ethereum rolled everything back. That was a base layer thing that showed the world that, no, it, it can change. The rules of the game can change. If Lightning Network blows up for something, I'm not saying it's going to blow up. The base rules of the game on the base layer stay the same. Nothing changes. You didn't lose any Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. That's the beauty of second layer solutions. Um, they can Bad things can happen on them. It does not affect. That's why you don't mess around on the freaking base layer, which uh, is what uh, everybody – uh, in, in the days of Bcash and the scaling uh, argument, wanted to do. They wanted to mess around with the base layer, and that can uh, destroy confidence that, that's changing the rules of the game, and nobody likes that. Well, anyone with decent uh, long-term thinking doesn't like that, okay? Now, so let's talk about this state, these state chains. 
All right. So stake chain, second layer, uh, uh, second la layer project. Uh, and we are the Mercury state chain system is a new second layer technology for Bitcoin that enables instant off-chain Bitcoin transactions without the capital lockup and liquidity problems of Lightning Network and without the custodial issues of federated side chains. Okay, let's the second layer solutions uh, compete with each other. Uh, good luck to these Mercury people. And I hear there's more, there's some privacy involved in it too. Okay, good luck. If it blows up, it blows up. As, as and it's it's cool that you can send that off-chain transactions. I think that is that's cool. That that's interesting. Okay, I don't I don't really send my Bitcoin around. I don't spend my Bitcoin or anything like that. Some people want to do that. All right, good for them. Uh, and what is this? Ah, God. Uh, mm. I had to drink my water. Got to get my second big drink in today. All right. Now, what is this? Uh, DBS, the largest retail and commercial bank in Singapore, has soft launched their crypto fiat trading exchange. This will immediately become the easiest on-ramp for those who bank in Singapore. Good. And the funny thing about this bank <laughs> There, there's a there. I, I I linked to that tweet below, but then they they there was a tweet that shows what they were saying. That same bank, what they were saying back in 2017, they were calling Bitcoin a Ponzi. They were calling Bitcoin a Ponzi back in 2017. So it shows that over time, people change, entities change. Good. Let them uh, welcome. I don't care. Just because you called it a Ponzi back in the day doesn't mean you're banned from Bitcoin. And uh, was. No one's banned from Bitcoin. People wish there was something like that. There's not. And that's the freaking beauty of it. Caitlin Long has a uh, tweet that is all about why Wyoming is a glorious place if you're worried about being a legal qualified custodian. Because apparently you really the, – the, the government could crack down on legal qualified custodians one day and you really want to – you know, have everything uh, kosher on that side of things. <laughs> so there was just a ruling from the federal government that basically says that you go to Wyoming, they will set you up nicely in terms of being a legal qualified custodian. All of you who love legalese will like this thread. Uh, it's not my area of expertise nor my interest to tell you the truth, but hey, now, Let's go to the land of the banks for a second because so many people just hate the banks. And the, the funny thing is that over time, since 1990, there are less and less banks and the government likes that because it's just uh, less, uh, less companies they have to deal with in terms of uh, laying the smack down in terms of regulation on top of them. So Nick uh, Carter reminds us, now is a hybrid central bank digital currency with stablecoin issuers and fintechs getting access to base money possible? Maybe, but does the state have an interest in reinvigorating the banking sector? Trend shows the opposite. More consolidation equals easier to regulate and control. So once we get the Fed, the point is, once we get to FedCoin, is, is the Fed going to try to get everyone on the FedCoin in an 
entity that they manage, or are they going to say, okay, all you banks, you can have FedCoin also. It seems like FedCoin will be one of their tools in that allows them to eliminate private banks. Uh, because over time, there are less and less private banks, and they seem to enjoy that. And I say, I hope they do allow banks to just issue the help, you know, it, it be involved in the issuance of the FedCoin processing and get the FedCoin early on, okay? I hope they allow, because I don't want to see private banks uh, disappearing. I like more competition. I like more competition out there. I don't want to see more people corralled in, on, onto the, the FedCoin books to be totally monitored by the FedCoin Bank of America or whatever it's going to be called. Of course, you can avoid all of this if you just get into Bitcoin, but most people will not because they're 80 percenters. So uh, an interesting look uh, to, to see, uh, you know, how will FedCoin be distributed and issued in the future? How, how much will uh, private banks be involved? And uh, one would think that the, I hope that they will be involved. But um, the trend is, is, you know, making it simpler for the federal government to monitor and uh, regulate so that involves less banks. All right. Good observation there from the great Nick Carter. And there's a, there's a thread below by Andy Hoffman, another gold is old. I mentioned Andy three times today, man. He's been in motion. Uh, another gold is old thread. His thoughts on why uh, gold is old and the whole precious metal uh, sector commentary by him. It's interesting if you uh, a lot of you get a kick out of that, uh, and uh, so check it out. Now, oh, people are pointing out that MicroStrategy's uh, Bitcoin holdings are more profitable than actual like revenue that, <laughs> that than than MicroStrategy's business model. Okay, the the income that they're generating through uh, the, their real business model, whatever they do, I don't even know what they do really. But you do have to remember, uh, in terms of fiat, you, and that's the way Wall Street judges you. You don't make a profit until you sell your, uh, until you, you you sell your Bitcoin. So yeah, their Bitcoin is worth a lot more. Uh, if they were to sell it today, the profit they would make off of it is more than they they make in their regular business. But they're not doing that. So I mean, that's that's a caveat that has to be added there. But yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. Uh, he, he's really protecting their wealth in, in a very good way. So uh, good management there, Mr. CEO. And so imagine hearing the following in, in 2015. This is, the, this is the state of Bitcoin in 2020. Uh, this is from Ex Exilion. What, what's his darn name? I always forget his name. All right. Banks are preparing to launch crypto exchanges. Corporations are discussing their Bitcoin holdings on quarterly calls, and Bitcoin has decoupled from gold and stocks. So, yeah, that is the state of, of Bitcoin in 2020. Had you told me that in, in 2015, I mean, I, I would be jumping for joy. And I knew it would happen eventually. That's why I was buying in 2015. And it's good to be actually living through it right now. I, I love the state of Bitcoin, but imagine the state of Bitcoin in 2025. We're not going to be able to, I mean, we can make bold predictions about it now that sound just so outlandish and it won't be outlandish then. So that, that the state of Bitcoin today sounded quite outlandish in 2015. That is my point. 
Instant Karma by John Lennon. I was listening to that the other day. It is a good song. He was a talented man and it is linked to below. Uh, and finally, just learn Bitcoin.com sent 150 Mexican pesos. Thank you. He says, hold the real thing, Bitcoin. I agree. And that's it, dudes. Um, thanks a lot. Pound that like button. Uh, retweeted, etc. Tomorrow is uh, Charlie Lee. That's Thursday. That is a uh, 4.30 uh, East Coast time, 1.30 West Coast time where Charlie Lee will be. And hopefully everything goes well with that. We will see you. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks a lot, everyone. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. See you later.